I take a company pretty seriously by how they run postmortems because I've I've it's something we do a lot in the game industry and I've seen ones where it just felt like would you like for me to put it directly into the trash instead of us going through this like mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want to do, why are you having me run through these hoops and then other ones like we did pretty well at the company we're at now I've actually felt like I've seen some feedback from some projects we did and stuff like that yeah yeah I'm hoping but, that we have and I told my boss that we should do this and we just have like a big like three hour in person sit down and go through like some of the overarching themes that came out from different people's well, sometimes that's cathartic. Like we had a thing in, in one company where it was literally the level design bitch session where it was, you know, like, okay, for the first 30 minutes of this meeting, everyone go around, just say things that are bothering them that we probably can't do anything about. Yeah. No, I and think then that's it's a like, good all right. Point. And then after 30 minutes, it'd be like, all right. And our lead would say, well, I actually think we can do something about this one and this one. You know, and it, usually some stuff came out of that, but there was a lot of chafe or whatever that just felt cathartic to go like. Ah, the programmers are really doing this or the artists are really doing this and blah, blah, blah. It's true. I I think that's a good point. I think that's something that we need um, to, yeah, for everybody to get out of their system a little bit. And Mm -hmm. and I I do have a few coworkers who tend to skew towards um, the negative side of life and the glass half empty side. So they they are the ones who would tend to always turn something back to negative. I feel like they had that opportunity at the very beginning to just wring out that towel of negativity it would really dry them up yeah. for the rest of the meeting. Yeah, but also like having the group kind of hear that is a you can get, you know, it's not a time to to to. It's not like the, what is it Festivus where it's like and now they're uh, airing of grievances. Of grievances. <laughs> yeah, but it is like you can like sometimes if maybe there isn't a policy built from something if the whole group like hears something and they all kind of are cognizant of an issue there may be like a a uh, culture change around it that just kind of is everyone going, well, we know that was an issue and we'll look out for it next time and stuff like that. Even if it's not, you know, pinned to paper, put down mm-hmm. some sort of change to the, to the policy, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, not to change topics entirely, but I t- stuck a toe into a little bit of a Twitter storm today and ended up like, well, let me just put it this way. My ratios are very good. I have many more likes than I do responses. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure you are no stranger to the fact that the um, that the British media has really tried to perpetuate a feud between Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle. Yes. And I have some some royal stuff to talk about today. Oh, oh, good, good. Well, okay, so. Uh, and, and that these, you know, these women are, are competing all the time and like, you know, oh, that they don't get along and everything. My take, since you asked, is that I think they just frankly don't know each other very well. Right. And, and maybe are kind of different people and are about as friendly as you would be with your in-law who has three kids of their own and yeah, yeah, also yeah. is very busy. Like, I'm sure they think the, the other person's just dandy, but it's like. But we're not besties, nor are a lot of sister-in-laws, sisters-in-law besties. So anyway. They may have, like, opinions on each other, like, random celebrities have opinions on each other, right? Yes, which are based on actual interactions they have. Not necessarily. Like, Like, the reason they probably interact a little bit, but then it's also, like, they know stuff about each other because their business is all over the paper, right? Yeah. So then it becomes, like... But but I also think that they each are savvy enough to know that what's all over the paper is not 
true a lot of the time. Right, but that still forms an opinion of some sort, but I don't think that's leading to a feud like you're like yes. they're saying. It's like, like that's being perpetuated. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, it's not two complete strangers, but at the same time, most of what they know is probably because they're searchable people on the internet, right? Or they're like in the in the public eye. Yeah, and they're honestly just I think, you know, in-laws who have not spent a ton of time together and mm-hmm. also are in a very odd family that really like is weird about how people connect to each other. Anyway, so <clears throat> as we all know, Harry and Meghan had a baby um a week ago today. Yes. Um like congratulations and so uh <laughs> big listeners. Yeah, I know. I mean I, I know they're like, oh good, yes, Laurel acknowledged it. Um and right now Jill Biden, our first lady, is in the UK and uh is, has met with is met with Megan. They did or not Megan with Kate. They've done some things together and one of Megan's big um platforms is like female empowerment. Like she spoke about women's right to vote in countries that had just given it and she's all about, you know, mm-hmm. empowering girls. Apparently Kate and Jill Biden are going to be hosting a seminar about female empowerment. And somebody tweeted that, like, basically Megan was in Montecito, California, breaking plates because this was, like, stealing her. That she was so mad she wasn't involved in this and all these different things. And and the, and just yeah. the, the replies to this tweet, this person was kind of a nobody, I think. The replies to this tweet were like, and it just showed up in my timeline because I follow a lot of royal stuff. And it was just like, oh, yeah, she is just... She is like always pandering and and she manipulated Harry into marrying her and other people are like, oh yeah, I bet she's, you know, like she, she's bullying her staff right now about this. And somebody else was like, I bet she's chewing wasps right now. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. This was early. This It was early this morning. I had not yet had my coffee. I'm in my bed looking at Twitter, which I shouldn't be doing. And I replied, she has a one week old. I'm pretty sure she has bigger priorities than being upset that her sister-in-law is also engaging in a platform she is passionate about. And that didn't go over well? Oh, no. I currently have like 140 likes on that tweet. Oh. But I have like 10 10 replies, some of which are like, like, Laurel, these are not the type of people that are going to like (laughs) rise to your level and understand things like that. But some are like, let me tell you about things Megan's done. She's bought domains of her kids' names. And I'm like, yeah, so no one else buys them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I uh, wanted to make sure, and I'm sure you know about, but uh, since you're not watching the Hulu version with commercials, there is a royal royal baby show on Hulu coming oh, out. Yes, that showed up in my uh, in the, the tweets as well. It's like, yeah, well, they're already making money off their baby. And I was like, you do know that they probably didn't cooperate with that. It's- I mean, who? even if they did, so what? Like, who gives a damn? Like, yes. But yes, I just saw that at the beginning and that showed up and I wanted to make sure. I wrote it down. I was like, oh, I hope Laurel knows about this. Uh, oh, I do because Hulu, even though I don't have commercials, Hulu, every time I like start Hulu, it's like, Laurel, the royal baby. <laughs> Oh, do you still get those at the beginning? Like the, not commercials, but the little ads before, like the trailers? No, no, like it's on my home screen for Hulu. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. It's like, would you like to watch a trailer? Would you like to learn more? I found out about a show that I had to uh, suggest for Tara. And if like, I have my finger on anywhere close to the pulse of pop, pop culture with the whole. So I feel like there's a lot of people who like, murder shows there was that did you see that snl skip murder show or whatever 
Oh, not only that, but I watched all of Mayor of Easttown, so. Right. And then, is that a murder show? All I know that's about is, if that was 30 minutes of Kate Winslet just sitting around with a Pennsylvania accent, like, that's all I know about that show. It's oh, just, like, Philly. It, so, I guess, well, I guess there's two SNL skits. There's that one about, like, the women talking about how they can't wait to watch true crime when they're boyfriends. Yeah, and it's like a song. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes, and then there's the one that's a, a send-up of Mayor of Easttown called Murder Durder. Right. So, <laughs> so there's good. apparently... A show that was a Quibi show, but then Quibi, you know, yeah, went up in flames. Died, uh, but it's called Murder Flip, and it's they find a house and they list it and try to redo it, but they've all had murders at them. Yes. <laughs> Have you heard of this, or no, is that just no, a yes? You're excited I, about this idea? No, but I, I'm actually. I like this idea. This so I'm not a big true crime person, but I would watch this show because one thing I've been fascinated about is like. Homes that have like very like gruesome or notorious murders happen. They often do away with the home's address. Like oh yeah, like so like the like even if you, even if like the house gets torn down and another house gets built there, it will they'll change the address of it. So it's like you know just like change the digits. So it's different. It's like called I think it's Murder House Flip. That's what it's called. But it's on something ridiculous like the Roku channel or something now. But like. I haven't really dove into how to watch it, but I saw something like the the tweet that came across my uh, field of view was, I can't believe this exists and I've watched all of it today. <laughs> it was like, it's like just them talking about it. I'll, I'll send out a, uh, uh, the trailer for it, but it is like the first few minutes is like, so-and-so is looking for a home, looking to sell their home. And it's like, oh, this is this is a charming craftsman, blah, blah, blah. And it's like halfway through they go, but there's a <laughs> terrible secret. And they're like, where you're standing is where the murder happened. And it's like a typical like HGTV host. And she's just like, Ugh, right here. And then they're like, how are we going to make it? How are we going to flip this murder house? And oh. I was like, this sounds, this sounds like a joke, but it's a real, I'm so glad it's real. So wait, did I ever tell you about the, so I get for some reason text messages about my parents' house, like from realtors being like, you know, hey, like insert Laurel's dad's name, like interested in buying your property at insert my parents' address. Like, can you talk with us? For some reason, I get those text messages. My parents don't. Mm. And so um, I I had fun with one of them where I was like, yeah, interested in in talking to you. Uh, Just random question. Do we have to disclose any serious crimes that took place in the house? And the person was taking place, and you're like, not yet. <laughs> well, the person was like, oh, he's like, well, it sounds like you have a story. Um, just like crimes don't have to be disclosed. And I was like, I was like, okay, like good to know. Also, prospective buyers don't go digging in the backyard, do they? <laughs> uh, I, I like the idea of you like putting on like a Halloween sound effects <laughs> CD in the background as soon as you say that. Oh, good. Yeah. Ah! Clump, clump, clump. <laughs> well, yeah, I, uh, I I finally let, let. I think his name was like Brad. I was finally like, okay, I have to tell you. I was like, I don't, I don't live there. <laughs> I was like, I was just having fun. I was like, thanks for playing along. <laughs> um, uh, but. I don't, I'm like in my brain trying to search for a segue, but do you want to just get started? We could, we, we could just, we could just, we could just jump in. Started, yes. Um, hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and we talk about murder houses, but also. <laughs> murder Durder. Also, also Frazier. Uh, Laurel is a, has been through almost all the series uh, before. I have not seen any of them up 
well, I have seen them up to the point we're at. I, that should make sense to you. But before now, this will be my first run through of Frasier. Uh, today, we got two uh, episodes. I liked one and I hated the other one. <laughs> Mm, okay um, wow i, I not like the se- second one be- at all it's funny because i wait did, did you did you just say which one you didn't like the or? second one i didn't like oh okay i was going to uh i was gonna say i, I feel like i'm i don't really have a good read as to if you like an episode unless it's very raws heavy so yeah 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 because yeah. you've often surprised me with your like you know ones that you that you like and don't like what was the one well, recently that you surprised me with Oh, the Corkmaster episode. The Corkmaster I really liked. Um, There's a lot of good jokes. And I liked this first one. It's, this felt like a typical Frasier one. Uh, the yes. Three Faces of Frasier. So it's season Frasier, seven, episode 21. Yes. Frasier is honored to have his caricature hung on the wall of his favorite Italian restaurant, but is less than pleased with the likeness. Now, I predict this was something where, Fra- where Kelsey Grammer came into the writer's room and was like, you know, I'm always seeing caricatures of myself and they're always fair because I like Googled, I, I went, huh, uh, Kelsey Grammer caricature. And they all didn't look too far off from the one in this episode. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um, but So before we get started on this, I want to ask, have you ever had a caricature of yourself made? Like, I know at prom at my school, that was like one of the activities that like non-dance, like, they had different things going on in different rooms, and one of them was, yeah. there was, like, a caricaturist. I don't think I've had one done since I was an adult in a long time. I think I'd had one when I was a kid, and then it was, like, one of those things where I always wanted one, and then it got to the point where it's like, well, you have money, you can pay for them, and they're a lot. Like, every, I've never seen a cheap caricature, so... I, yeah, I can't say I know what the going rate is, but... Um... It's the, like at least twenty dollars on like a boardwalk or something. And I'm like, I don't want to, you know. Oh, okay. That's that's not that's not that bad. Oh, but you're then there's time. You got to sit. Like, okay. like, so that is the thing is that caricatures take a long time, mm-hmm. and you know when you don't want to spend a bunch of time sitting in a chair with a stranger is prom. <laughs> Right, 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 right. And so, as a result, I kept leaving my caricature because I would, like, hear a song that I liked or something, and then I would come back. As a result, the caricature looks really nothing like me. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just looks like a girl. There are caricaturists who are good caricaturists, and there's characters who can draw, like, three dudes and four ladies, and mm-hmm. they just try and find the one of the four ladies or three dudes that looks the most like the person sitting in the chair at the moment. Yes, yes. That that is me. Um, a few times, and I volunteer to different things. I'm put in charge of the face paint table, and mm. I cannot. Uh, what what I can do is butterfly and cat nose and whiskers. And oh, you mean legitimately? I thought you meant like organizing the. N- no, no. I mean like children <laughs> come to me and ask for things. The only problem is there's almost always a booklet of like pro face painting, yeah. <laughs> and the kids like, "Hi, I want this leopard," and I'm like, "I can do a cat." <laughs> So, okay, so you really liked this episode. I didn't really like this one. I liked this one. I really okay. didn't like the other one, which okay. probably made this one. I also, it was nice seeing Robert Loggia, who I really like. Was he the owner of the Stefano? restaurant? Yeah. Okay. So we, we, should, a... we should clarify. I watched these episodes two weeks ago because we were supposed yes. to record on a Thursday <laughs> and Ryan canceled kind of last minute and I already watched. So, and then I went out of town. So I have not had time to, to watch these episodes again. So Frazier drags his family to this Italian restaurant. Um, Niles doesn't want to go because he has, when he was younger, he had an incident with the owner, Stefano, um, who apparently Niles got real nervous around and like used to throw up when he was nervous. 
And Stefano's a very like big Italian man, like coming to the table and, 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 and also has a big, a big temper played by Robert Loggia. And it was funny. Cause I wrote, um, can you imagine like knowing the owner of a restaurant for like a long time and then being that close to their family? And then I wrote, Oh, right. Leah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, I can. Yeah, imagine. Yeah, but I was just like, I can't, I, well, 30 years. I mean, for one thing, like, their connection is only through this restaurant, right? Yes, yeah. It's it's only Fraser came here so often. He developed a friendship with that owner, so that's a little yes. bit different. But like, yes, like I happen to, to be friends. Like I, my my friendship with Leah and her family would not be any different if they were travel agents. So yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah, have yeah. to do with because like they own a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, I uh, I I like there was there was some. There was some real pokes at Roz in both of these episodes, but the one I really liked in this one was when she's like, he's like, I got a something fresh from, uh, fresh from somewhere. And he goes, but for you, Roz, I got Giorgio fresh from Sicily, like the, the waitress yes. that went by. And she was like, I, it's just funny. She's like, oh, we all know Roz here. And so I think they were trying to set up this restaurant as like an institution. Yes. It wasn't just a crane thing. And And it kind of reminds me of the way my family feels about this Italian restaurant that is in Dallas at Web Chapel and Forest, I think it's Web Chapel and Forest, called Two Guys from Italy, or we just call mm. it Two Guys. And it is, it reminds me a lot of this place. It's got the checkered tablecloths. It is like that yes. red sauce Italian where every meal comes with like just seemingly endless garlic bread. There's always so much garlic bread. The menu has not changed in 25 years, if probably longer. And I mean, while they don't necessarily like know us like that, it's just like one of those places you were just always going. My grandmother and grandfather took us to, uh, when we were in Kansas City, took us to an Italian restaurant like this because there's actually a big Italian uh, scene in, in Kansas City. Do you do you know why? Oh, let me, let me try to guess. Um, if you've seen the movie Casino, you might know why because I think they bring it up in there. Oh, I haven't seen the movie Casino uh, be, because that is where a bunch of people in the mob moved to start new crime syndicates because well, of it's, trains no no it's where <laughs> the money coming from vegas to go to the east coast families that's where the stopover oh. so eventually there was like they, they all stopped in kansas city so there used to be a big mob scene there uh, but this, on a train perhaps maybe on a train i'm not sure okay <laughs> um but uh it was just like that and then the 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 owner came over and was like how is your food oh are you enjoying this i get you this blah blah blah, blah. like real thick like speaking some italian mm-hmm. real thick italian accent left and i turned to my grandmother and grandfather's like oh my gosh you know the owner she's like we have no idea <laughs> we've never met him before <laughs> and he's like doing it to every table and i was like oh this place is great oh that's amazing so I, th- the way you're describing this makes me think of and i know that we have the actual character in the show but it makes me think of um Tony from Lady and the Tramp was like, oh, yes. butch, if I get you, we get you spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, so just a quick plug for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. I <laughs> guest on the Lady and the Tramp episode, and it is a real treat. So, have have you seen the live action one yet? I kind of refuse to. Oh, okay. We've we need to watch it for our for the show. And I, you know what? If you want to have me on and to. <laughs> to, to talk about it I, i'll watch it and join unless i absolutely hate it in which case i'll be like no i'm not gonna add anything um, <laughs> um I, I did so you you know i watched these shows with closed captioning and i noticed an uh a discrepancy at one point 
when Martin refers to Fraser Niles' mom, he calls her Esther and not Hester. Oh. And the closed captioning even said Esther. Because I was like, wait, did he say Esther? And the closed captioning was like, Esther. I mean, that could have just been a slip of the tongue and, like, they just didn't catch it or something. But, like, I don't yeah. know. I caught it immediately, so. I mean, yeah, maybe. I feel like the, the world of sitcoms have developed better. Well, I don't think this really is any, that big a thing. But I was going to say better world Bibles, but I don't know. Probably just a mistake that we went through. Martin also in these two, in, in, especially in the next episode, we'll get into that. was kind of, I guess he wasn't too bad in this one. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead down, which I hated the next one. Oh, okay. Um, um, I, I did want to flag. So, so Frazier hates the caricature of himself because his yes. forehead, his head is enormous. Humongous. Like, Imagine you have to draw a caricature, but you have to make it even more caricaturized for the joke. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yes. so, it looks like he looks like those, there's an old fifties movie called like this Island earth where the aliens had big heads and that's what he looks like. Yes. He, it reminds me of, do you remember? I think this, I think it's a men in black when there's like that little alien inside something yes. inside like and some machine and then it like dies. And I feel like inside that... another, a, a, a person. Like oh, he's, okay. He's yes. 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 Working him like a robot. Yes. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. And I feel like that little alien had this head. Yes. It looked like the biggest, like, what's it called? A hematoma. Like it was just so. Yes. He, and he and... says at one point something like, it looks like he has like encephalitis or something. Yes. Is that what he says? Well, he calls him Fraser Cranium later. That too. It's just yeah, that was that ridiculous. Was, that was his... So he drags Niles back there for dinner, which when earlier when they said like, I have a dinner with Niles tonight, I'm like, wait, you're having this kind of Italian meal for lunch and you're going out again for dinner. My God, you bottomless pit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not a light Italian meal restaurant, the way that one looks. No. Especially no, he no. kept coming out and being like, I'm going to make you... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm doing a really bad Italian accent. He doesn't have that bad Italian accent. Um, but he's like, I'm going to... You don't need a menu. I'm going to get something right off the... Uh, right. I'm going to make you a, a meal, blah, blah, blah. That, that typical, if you watch the Sopranos, Artie Bucco thing. Well, and so that is, like, until he passed away, that was the experience at Leah's dad's restaurant because he would come over and, like, I, yes, yeah. I would look at the menu, but then I would just talk to him and he would be, like, or sometimes we wouldn't get a menu and it would just be, like, he knew what we liked and stuff would just, like, come out. So, um, yeah. I mean, it is a very nice, it's, it's a very, it's a very nice, nice experience. So, But, but that's also, never a, here's a light <laughs> meal, a light lunch. Oh, yeah, no, no. No, <laughs> I, I learned... If we, I was going to his restaurant that night, we would always go out for lunch. Like they do, they would do family lunch on, on Saturdays, and I got to the point where I would be like, "Hi, can I just have a side yogurt with a yeah. few berries?" <laughs> and that is it. Because you knew that night was going to be insane. Yes. Yeah, it would just be like, let's just like let's just eat light. Let's do yeah. a lot of sitting up straight and stretches. <laughs> Get the stomach primed. <laughs> but so then he he doesn't like it, so he gets. Niles to come with him for dinner so he can say, can we get another one? And, and he, he also wanted and, Niles to, like, agree with him. He was like, you have to yes. see this. Well, yeah. Frazier isn't, he doesn't, he, he lives off other people's validation as well. Yes. But so they go back and he gets another one done, which they, someone says, oh, look, James Garner. I didn't know James Garner okay, ate here. So before they said that, I wrote down, this looks like James Garner. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote uh, James Kahn. That was my, I was, I was, when the guy came by, I was like, oh, please. I was, I was 
hoping i was like did i get it right did i get it right as i was gonna say but james garner is spot on yeah. oh like and i did not remember that that's what that guy said because i don't really remember this episode a whole a whole lot and i was just like oh my god that's so validated yeah. i too need validation <laughs> <laughs> um but then the 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 older italian woman comes out oh no 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 he goes to roz's Alice's uh, birthday. Alice's birthday okay. and has a caricaturist there do a few. So Roz is like, I got a cartoonist to draw pictures of all the kids. I was like, Alice is three. The kids don't care about a cartoonist drawing. They're not going to sit still long enough. I was like, this is the worst entertainment, Roz. Well, that one kid did, the one that Frazier butted in front of and was like... Yeah, I don't know how to tell you this, Ryan. That's an actor. <laughs> they just wrote that scene for him. The kids in real life don't, like, would not. A three-year-old's birthday, they would not sit still for that. Well, the, okay. She wasn't three, though. Was Alice three at this point? It hasn't been that long. She hasn't been around for that long. I mean, maybe she's four. She's not like... No, I was saying... I thought she was younger than three. Oh, oh. I mean, that's a guess. She's Well, actually, now that I think about it, Frazier holds her, and she's... Yeah, actually, yeah. she's probably younger than three, so... The kid who was waiting in line was, like, six or something. Like, was an older kid there. Six-year-olds won't even... They won't even sit still long right. enough for that. Yeah. Um, Unless they're me, and you give me a book. <laughs> I like the idea of that character just like working on his doodles or something. <laughs> well, like, sorry, doodles was uh, patronizing, but just like oh, I'm gonna get some work, you know, try some, do some. Uh, as people running around, try and catch him doing this, and just or, or his art. that's where I think if you just have three men and four women that you draw, you just yeah. draw those wearing what Practice the kids those. are wearing, and you're like, there you go. Um, but he has them do a few because after they get the one that looks like James Garner, he's worried no one's going to know it's him because it's too perfect. Mm-hmm. Or, so then that Italian woman comes over and I'm like, it ends up being A, the caricature artist, B, Stefano's mother. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the most we've actually gone down into the, the actual plot of an of a episode in a while. And then uh, she gets upset in the way only a uh, characterized uh, Italian mother can like starts crying and like stefano kicks him out yes but not before niles throws up in the fish tank is that it's it's stefano's like i remember you how do i know you and then he he remembers and he thinks he helped him like when his car broke down and he hugs him and doesn't say do i know you you have a box at the dog track or something he asks him all these things he comes up with this stuff and fraser's like why don't you just tell him yes so he'll he'll Mm -hmm. leave you alone and i was like that's a great idea and he says you help me and and he goes oh and he hugs him and he kind of jumps up and down and then later he's saying oh apparently that got him shooken up and then he threw up in the lobster tank oh that's right the lobster tank and 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 uh martin is like oh poor kid and he goes oh the lobsters didn't have it much better um there was a part here I liked where, you know, uh, it was it was the beginning of the episode. Fraser had gone to his doctor mm-hmm. and was like starting to get those diagnoses you get around that time that are just like, well, there's not much we can do about it. This is just how it is now. I, and, I remember you saying this uh, in, and I guess you know he's been canceled, but like that Louis C.K. had a bit yeah. where he'd gone to his doctor and he'd been like, it was well, like how, my ankles. Like, pop yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's like what can i do to fix this and the doctor's like nothing this is just your ankle from now on <laughs> he goes well you can stretch it like this he goes will that fix it? he goes no these are just yeah you're, you've got the <laughs> ankles for the rest of your life sorry well, especially because fraser said he had bursitis and i was like ooh, i i like i know of like runners and stuff who get like bursitis in their hips and stuff mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be fairly painful so but so 
he was like, why was I so obsessed with that dad? And I feel like we're getting to the point in these Frasier episodes where there's like the breakdown at the end. I mean, we've done them every once in a while before, but mm-hmm. they're, I feel like they're coming a little more often now. And Martin's like, well, it's probably the real issue is you wish you had control over this thing and you can't, but you could control this. And so that's what you're doing. And it was like this moment where like Martin looks so pleased with himself because he'd offered some psychiatric mm-hmm. advice. And then Frasier's like, how'd you get so good at this? He's like, oh, I listened to radio, which I thought was like, a funny sweet. little bit, but also like a sweet moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, then, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. But then one of my one of my uh, LOLs popped up, which was, I think Daphne said something about his hips. About and he goes, the sands of time don't exactly flow up the hourglass. Oh, I wrote that down. I wrote that down yeah. as an LOL. <laughs> but, um, that's all I've got. There's anything else you want to talk about on this one? Any other but, LOLs you have? No, I don't have any other LOLs. I uh, I did write down that there was a Niles and Daphne moment, which now I don't remember. Daphne, he, she's, they're talking about things they wish they had, because that's what Daphne says. She goes, oh, you just are noticing the head because you've got a big head. Like, they really dove into Kelsey Grammer's head on this one. I loved it. Oh, that's right. And and then, she says something like, I have... Like, I wish I'd have blue eyes. Oh, that's and right. Niles says, why don't you like your eyes? They're warm and... Like, says something very, very sweet. Yeah. And she says something about, like, liking his eyes. And then everyone kind of looks at her. And she's like, I have to go find this oat brand. And she, like, leaves and goes to find the oat brand cereal. And then she comes back, like, eight hours later. And she She had, like, driven to Oregon. (laughs) Yes. Because that was the only place they had. It was right around the time when, like, they were talking about if you can't control something, you can control something else. And she comes and she's like, well, I got the oat brand. I, uh, I, I had to... This happened with a friend of mine. She was having, she was planning her wedding and she was finishing up a grad school program and she was having a lot of like familial strife and everything. And so she thought it would be a great time to start writing a book. So she took a book writing class and had all these oh, deadlines God. and everything. And everything was just stressing her out. And she was like, why did I think this was a good idea? And I was like, I think the book was the thing you felt like you could control. Um, so we need to rate the episode? We do. Um, I'm going to rate it uh, six. Box is an oat brand. Oh, okay. Wow, you are giving it a lower rating than I, I was going to. Um, I was um, gonna get. I was gonna give it seven lobster tanks. I mean, I would be could be easily convinced to give it seven. Perhaps in talking about it, I just remembered some of the things that I I liked. Um, I still find this to be honestly kind of forgettable episode. Yeah, like, like when I it think. came up, I was like, oh, I remember the premise of this episode, but I don't like remember. A lot of the, the details, which means it's one that I haven't watched a bunch and one that when it would come on and rerun, I wouldn't exactly make a point to watch. The thing I liked the most about it was when I figured out that this was some personal trauma that Kelsey Grammer goes through and wanted Ooh. an episode about it. Um, the next one is called Dark Side of the Moon, which is funny because I did. it's another one of those ones where I just go, okay, and I just absorb the title. And then about halfway through, I went... Oh, like, and I understood like the Daphne's last like name Daphne Moon. Moon. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm just, I'm glad. I'm glad you had that realization. Right. It's just, I just go, okay, this is the name of it. I forget the name of it. And then later I see the name, like, once the context of the ap- episode has happened, I go, oh, okay, great. Like, but I don't like sit there and be like, before we get this thing going, let me crack this title. <laughs> that pun. is fair. That's fair. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. in, a, in a session with her therapist, Daphne recalls, through flashbacks, a series of unfortunate events following the surprise shower that her fiancé, Donnie, threw for her. The fact that Simon is not mentioned in this is a real issue, but uh, Simon is the worst. 
like I hate Simon and I like Anthony LaPaglia, which is the the actor mm-hmm. typically, but like that's part of the reason I hated this episode is because I think like everybody was just being crappy to to Daphne in a lot of ways. Like yes. Martin was like sucked a lot. Donnie doesn't know his fiance at this point, which is a big red flag. Um, what, 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 do, what do you mean by him not he knowing doesn't, her? He he had the wrong uh, uh, brother. He didn't know that she's like, I don't like surprises. And maybe I keyed into that a lot because like that's a big thing with Tara. She doesn't like surprises. Mm-hmm. Like anytime we've had a surprise party for her, I've gone, hey, this is the date and time of your surprise party. The surprise is going to be the theme or something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. But she knows there's no like, People jumping out and her having no yes. idea. I, I will say, watching the beginning of that one, do you remember like the whole point of like why she thought where she was and why she thought it was a surprise? Well, she was at Niles's. Yes, but she thought like she, they were going to make a move or be romantic. Or, yeah, I, yeah, she thought. I think she, yeah, that if you, he, she thought he had lied to get her over there about like helping her make having her, her helping him make like what like bread pudding or something yeah something like that um but that you don't find that out till the end yeah it just starts with her sitting on a couch by herself in niles's apartment and everyone jumping in going surprise and i went i wrote like what was she there for? like 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 I, I didn't know they were going to explain it at the end but my first thought was like if I, I I didn't realize it was good writing, I thought it was terrible writing, and that they just go Daphne in interior in Alice's apartment, Daphne on couch. Like they're like, well, why'd she get there? Don't worry about it. We only got twenty two minutes to fill. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> like, so it's funny because now now I'm remembering like a lot more of this episode as we talk about it, and I really like this episode, but I also like episodes that further pl- the further the overall plot line, which I feel like this does, and yes. I really appreciate healthy portrayals of therapy on tv because i feel mm-hmm. like first and in entertainment in general i feel like for so long and it's funny to say this on a show that's about that has two the, two of the main characters are psychiatrists but that they're also like i'd say your stereotypical therapists yes. who are all like well as freud says or whatever i i really appreciate when there's just helpful healthy dare i say normal portrayals of therapy mm-hmm. on tv of a therapist who's not crazy and not and that you can relate to and i just so i i bumped on that a lot and that i was like i really appreciate this portrayal in the year 2000 so in the year 2000 because even like when gilmore girls a year in the life the reboot came out in 2016 lorelei goes to therapy in it and it's like a it's a terrible portrayal of like therapy and like the therapist does some like not like kosher things for a therapist i'm just like well this is like th- th- this is not the portrayal of therapy they should be showing. Did you? Did you? Ever, I'm sure I've asked this a million times, but have you ever seen The Sopranos all the way through? No, but so, I know that I know that uh, Tony's therapist has a very doctor. Well, what's her name? Doctor Melfi. Yeah. She there's a whole. She has a therapist, and they yes. often show her dealing with her. Like I know this guy's a mob boss. Like mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do here? And that sort of thing. Um. And I found that very interesting. Um, played by S. S. Apatha Murkerson. S. Apatha. Okay, how do you say okay, it? S. Apatha Murkerson. Okay, S. Apatha Murkerson. Who uh, most I, I know her best from. She was the lieutenant on Law and Order for a very long time. She was lieutenant, yes. I believe, Anita Van Buren, I think was her name. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so she was the boss of Jerry Orbach and Jesse L. Martin um, yes. in, that, in that generation of Law and Order. I've seen her around before. I really liked her in this role. Mm-hmm. I really liked her. And I will say what you're saying about the, the plot moving forward. The plot seemed to move forward a little bit at the beginning, but like mostly at the end. Mm-hmm. And I liked those those parts a lot. Like I really enjoyed that. Anything with Simon, I was like, I hate this guy. Like, like, and he's meant to be a heel character, but I was just like, get out of here. Yeah, it's it's funny because like I found him to be just so incredibly grating anytime he was yes. in the scene. Which again is like the point. You're supposed to like get over the head with how obnoxious he is, but. Yeah, I was just like, this is so, like, like it just literally would set me on edge every time he was in a scene because you knew he right. was going to do something super obnoxious. There's a difference between being, like, the foil in a story and being the thing that makes me want to turn the story off. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, I, I, especially since, he, you know, he didn't get his comeuppance at the end. Like, that's a good mm-hmm. heel is, like, you want to watch him. Oh, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. And then the triumph is something bad happening to them if they just exist it's like i don't find that i I need to see the guy get his comeuppance and i didn't like that martin was kind of being dragged down with him yeah yeah and especially all of this was at the expense i mean it's the point of the episode all this was just at the expense of daphne and her like Mm -hmm. well-being and stuff and i thought people were like really dismissive of her and like her complaints and i was like obviously we can tell as a viewer that she's like hanging on by a thread but I, I don't know. I was really just disappointed in everyone else in her life. <laughs> I mean, Donnie included Frazier. Like, I just, yeah. Like, Donnie had good intentions and was just screwing up. But, like, I don't know. It was when he started doing this is when I was like, oh, here we go with the whole Donnie. Like, we need to start making. Like, they weren't making him out to be a heel or something. But they were definitely, like, letting you, the the viewer, know, like, check out how these two aren't really meant for each other. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they have had a very honestly fast relationship fast courtship yes. and everything so um i did bump on that at her shower they did the toilet paper bridal gown okay I, is that a thing so it's funny i think it's a trope that people assume happens at a lot of bridal showers the only time i've done it was at a work bridal shower right <clears throat> and it was like three women in the office all were getting married within a month of each other and so they just had a shower for all of them at once and we competed and i will have you know my team won i i i have i don't think i've ever heard of it which was why she, when she was like toilet paper bridal gown, I was like, step back, doc. Like <laughs> this isn't something that necessarily everyone's heard of, especially someone from another country. Hello. Um, and then I'm just going to say that Roz's dress was very good. <laughs> like was, I don't, I don't want to say stunning since it was toilet paper, but I was, I was very impressed. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, Yeah. I, I I wish I had a photo of mine. I don't, but um, you know, just did it have in. big like uh, like like those? The, there's no way they made that in whatever time it took. To no, make no, 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 no. That was definitely costume designers involved. Um, mine, I think, had a, had a lot of. I used a lot of wrapping. I made it kind of Grecian, which uh, lends itself well to the um, right toilet paper. Yeah, to the toilet paper. So yeah, yeah I mean, it's kind of. The, I, I think I used the same model uh, that I did to make togas in college for toga parties. So right, right, right. Just a lot of draping. Um, yes. Um, I, I, my, my three big notes. Uh, first one was remember when you could smoke on television <laughs> because Simon smokes a oh, lot. Oh, that's right. And you're, you know, you're the one who told me that you can't smoke on TV anymore. Yeah, well, in like network TV and certain things, like there, like 
smoking causes the rating of your show. I think it has to. I think smoking is TV MA now or R. Oh wow! Like that's it, how, it's how funny big that it is. You, that you mentioned that it affects the rating because now when I watch shows, I, I do notice that they'll put if smoking. It'll be mm-hmm. like you know, like TV fourteen. Because I don't really, I don't watch a lot of TV MA. You know, I'm so innocent. <laughs> but um, and I feel like it's like oh, violence. Suggestive dialogue, smoking, and sometimes it'll also say like teens drinking. I noticed that'll be something it'll say like teenage drinking. Um, so, um, the second one I wrote was Holly has major crazy eyes when she comes into the room. Yes, <laughs> like she was like hello. <laughs> like I was like ah. Yes. Also, this is where I just get like I don't know, uh, and I get that it's all a construct for a TV show, but. The Fraser's like, oh, I really enjoyed her. I really enjoyed the conversation. Like, you you should make this happen, Daphne. I'm like, yeah. I like, mean, yeah. It was. I, I I recently went through this with a guy friend of mine while I was in DC. I think I could talk about this because he doesn't listen. But he had not <laughs> met a friend of ours, but saw her across the room at a party and asked me to do something. And then she left and then asked me to do something about it. And I was like, have, I was like, have you two spoken words to each other? And he was like, well, no. And I was like, in so my what head, is this? we have. I was like, what is it? you want me to do ask her if she saw you <laughs> like yeah i don't i don't know I, I wish i could give you more insight on why why no, no. guys suck oh well it, <laughs> no no i and i'm not saying that this person is a good friend of mine i'm not saying that he sucks i'm just i'm saying the fraser being like ah oh, i had a brief conversation with your friend holly and now yes. you must contrive to put us together in the same place so we can see what I don't know. It's like Frasier goes from, again, it's a construct for a TV show, but he goes from like, I just met you to we're going to get, get it on so incredibly fast. Well, wasn't and... that something that was in the last episode was he thought like love was on the blossom and then like we didn't even meet this person, this character. Oh, yes. She got married in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's a situation like you look at it like Frasier's a very cerebral guy. So maybe he's. I mean, he's often probably going off in his head and seeing him with Holly. Was that her name? Like, mm-hmm. oh, we could do this. And he's put probably projecting onto her and creating this scenario of what could be. Mm-hmm. And then, like, meanwhile, you've got the people who are confident and making the moves. You've got Simon just like, hey, you know, making mm-hmm. a move on her in the kitchen. You've got whoever married that woman, like, in Vegas. Yeah. You know, I think there's, like a theme kind of developing here of like make your move as opposed to like overthinking things. Yeah. It's funny. I've, I was reading something. I think it was on life hacker (laughs) because I read life hacker a lot and it was talking about like dating app advice and like communications advice on dating apps and stuff. And one of them was like, don't, and I I agree with this and I tell people this like, don't wait too long to meet up because it was like the longer you spend just talking back and forth, and not actually ever meeting the person and interacting, the more time you spend in your head building, creating who this person is before mm-hmm. you even meet them. And so by yeah. the time you meet them, you could be really disappointed and they could be a great person, but it's not who you built up in your head. And that's kind of your own fault. So, but it's natural for us to do. Like you just fill in the blanks. So. Um, I, 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 I think I've made it pretty clear how much I didn't like Simon. I think you've done the same. Do we have anything else we want to say about this episode before we rate it? Um, yes, actually. Uh, and I feel like this is something I've taken away from listening to Office Ladies. But because I know in Office Ladies, they talk about like the episode where Stanley says to Michael, did I stutter? I just uh, listened to that one. I'm so okay. far behind on it. But yeah. 
Okay, and so they they and they talk about how behind the scenes the whole cast was so thrilled for I know Leslie something I don't remember his name the guy who plays Stanley that they were so thrilled for him because it was such it was such a uh, like an honor to get to act opposite Steve for so many scenes because Steve Carell was just you know like a master and such a generous like scene partner and stuff and that Stanley was a lesser character he was not someone who got yeah. whole storylines to himself and that. You know, they were all just so excited for him and he was so excited and spent so much time working on it and everything. Um, and that I thought this when I watched this, I was like, Jane Leaves like has a like a whole episode that is just yeah. about her. And she is she gets to go through so many different like emotions and stuff. And I was just like, this must have been really exciting for Jane Leaves to like have like a really meaty episode all about her. And I just wrote down that it was Daphne's time to shine. So, I mean, I think that's a really good point. It's now, <laughs> I know, I know you're not doing this on purpose, but I feel like I'm feeling bad for not liking this one so much. Cause there was so much there, but like Simon was, I mean, it was just a beautiful plate with just a, a, a one turd in the middle of it. That <laughs> just ruined the whole that thing. That is okay. <laughs> what I would say is, it's an amazing like chocolate dessert that someone has poured that raspberry coolies all over. I hate fruit or on my dessert. It's a fly in your food, and your it's a black fly in your chardonnay. Okay, okay, Alanis. Okay, <laughs> I hate chardonnay, so like, go ahead and put a black fly in it, and I can ask for something else. But you know what I mean? It's just like, uh, like yes. this is wonderful. It's like, <laughs> what's what's the only thing worse than finding a a, a worm in your apple? Half a worm in your apple. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, no. I, I yeah. I was going to say the hole where the worm was. Is yeah. that um, inside you now? <laughs> but yeah. So I, with, I, are we ready to rate this one? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it three uh, mustache bleaches because that's how much I hated Simon. Wow. This might be the biggest discrepancy we will have because I'm going to give this eight. Wow. Um, yeah. That's a big discrepancy. I'm going to give it eight. Um, uh, not handle of whiskey, but bottle of whiskey that Daphne is pouring for herself oh, when Donnie's right. parents that was a, walk in. Yeah, that was like a Crown Royal bottle, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It, it was like Crown. I don't think it was Crown, but it was about the size and shape. It of looked. Crown, it, it, yeah. yeah, it had that weird shape to it. I, I just, I don't think I'd ever watch this one again because of how much I hate Simon. I'm not looking forward to the wedding episodes coming up because Simon's going to be in them. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that's I I just I hated that character so much and the stuff that was good was really good to me I think that I think the scenes mm-hmm. I liked were solid eights but I hated Simon like I this whole time I was like I went from like really kind of sitting down taking notes of the first one to being very distracted and this was like oh this sucks I don't like when Martin is 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 portrayed this way yeah I wish I I think Daphne deserves a a better meteor episode and I hope she gets it um. Uh, one thing I do want to point out, though, is to show how, you know, in love with Mel Niles is, is like he. Oh, God, I forgot about Mel in this. I would say he was like completely, I mean, granted, everybody was hiding and probably like listening, but like he did not at all seem like a flutter with Daphne when she first came into his apartment. Like at the end, when you see that whole scene, you know, I mean, obviously he knew that there was this whole charade and everything, but. I, I don't know. He, he normally, I feel like you get a little bit of Niles just being kind of like, oh, about that. And he's yeah, just so the, not like that. The the roles have kind of switched, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is yeah, fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, they really have. But yeah, guys, uh, that's probably, like you said, our biggest discrepancy. So if you want to let us know what you think, there's a lot of ways to get a hold of us. We are 
uh, craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. We are at craniacs on Twitter. Uh, craniacs, a Frasier podcast on Facebook. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, everywhere you find a podcast. If if you can get Stitcher, one, Overcast. Yes, we will be there. Let us know if it's one of the if one of those is one where you can rate us. Please rate, give us a five star review, the highest review you can. It really helps us out. Um, if you are thinking about giving us a four star or lower review, Laurel may have a better use of your time. Um, I do. Uh, one thing I've already mentioned in this show, and if you haven't watched it or you have no idea what I'm talking about, you've been under a rock, um, is Mayor of Easttown, the limited series on HBO starring Kate Winslet, um, set in Delaware County, Pennsylvania, or Delco, as they call it. Very good world building. She plays a police detective in a small town. If you liked Broadchurch, you will like Mayor of Easttown. Mm. She is solving a murder. Um, and <clears throat> as somebody on Twitter put it, oh, is it a small town where everybody has a dark secret and nothing is as it seems? And it's like, yes. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> it's very, it's just, it's very good. It's gripping. It's, I binged it on a, on over Memorial Day weekend. I watched the first four episodes on Sunday and the next three on Monday. It's only seven episodes. Highly recommend it. Um, and, but in case you're like Laurel, yeah, I've watched that when it came out. Thanks for nothing. Uh, just if you need just a little, a little, spark of delight in your life uh this week jimmy fallon and lin-manuel miranda did kind of a a little bit of a medley slash like mashup or whatever just talking about the fact that broadway's coming back in september and how exciting it was going to be and also kind of like making fun of some of the things on broadway like the fact that you know you get wine in a sippy cup and snacks are twenty dollars and a bunch of other broadway stars make appearances throughout the the musical number and it's just Uh, It's just very charming and endearing and makes me just want to buy tickets to a Broadway show and fly to New York. So did you watch a show? Speaking of kind of the broad churchy type shows, do you watch a show called unbelievable? Yes. Yes. On Netflix. Is that that the same vein kind of? Oh, well that's actually true crime. Um, and it's, it's different because it's it's a real story. Um, right. This is like sometimes I, I, what's the name for what, uh, mayor of east town is because it's it feels like it could be true crime right it's not like yeah it feels like it could be true crime uh, i don't yeah. i don't know about that just uh, crime <laughs> yeah, just, just a crime fake but crime. Um, yeah unbelievable i mean unbelievable is yeah un- unbelievable is a little bit more suspenseful because you're mm-hmm. a little like uh um just yeah i don't know um i highly recommend unbelievable but two very different shows two okay. very different shows um but I saw the first season of Broadchurch. I think Tara watched all of them, but I never watched past the first season. I thought the first season was great, and then I think a few years went by between seasons, and then I was like, "Oh, no, no, I was good." Sometimes there are shows like that. Another show like that is Bloodlines on Netflix. I think the first season of Bloodlines is excellent, and I yes. have no interest in watching anymore. And Same I haven't heard anyone change my mind yet. Here. No, when the first season ended, I was like, "Ah, oh, and I am good." And then they were like, "Season two of Bloodlines coming out," and I was like, "No, thank you." And that's well, they even... a lot from me because I love Kyle Chandler. Like, I love Kyle oh, Chandler. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was me saying, "I love you, Kyle Chandler," but no. <laughs> Which Kyle Kyle Chandler listens with Harry and Megan <laughs> like they all sit around <laughs> the, around the, the radio. Um, I just that was yeah. They, there's even a cliffhanger at the end of yes! Bloodline season two that yes! I was like, oh, oh okay, no, thank you. It just was. Just oh, you like, mean season one? Yes, sorry, yes, yes. four season yes. two. No, there is, and I was like, I'm good. I mean, that's yeah. how it was. 
That's like when I stopped watching Scandal. I stopped watching it in an episode where the main character, Carrie Washington, got kidnapped. And like all you see is like the door to her apartment's open and the glass of wine she was drinking is spilled and she's gone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I've done that with a few shows. I'm going back and I've been watching. Uh, I, I went through Boardwalk Empire, which was one that I started and just stopped. Mm. And I'm doing the same thing with Vikings right now. It's just like all these ones that I'm like, oh, man, these seem really cool. And then, like, something happened, and I yes. never finished them yes. or got very uh, far into them. I mean, that, that happened to me with The West Wing, you know, the first time. But it was on for real. I went to college partway through the run, and <laughs> we didn't have DVR back then. So I nope. just, like, missed seasons of The West Wing. Um, I have obviously since rectified that. But yes. did you ever watch um, Entourage? Not all the way through, but it's one of those shows I was very embarrassed of being very into Entourage. And then I was like, oh, this show is... Not great. Okay. Well, I, I asked because that was one of the categories, cause, you know, in trivia, the previous week's winners get to pick a category for the next week. And that team picked Entourage. And I was like, you should, oh. you should get those people, cut those people out of your life immediately. Well, no. So I, so I researched a lot about Entourage to ask good questions. And I was like, I kind of want to watch this show now. Uh, I don't know. I would be willing to start it, give it another go just to see if it holds up. But it's a lot about like, dudes scoring like the the women aren't written written particularly well in that show mm, let me put it that yeah. way and and it is i mean it's now at this point almost 20 years old so like the first seasons are so it's a you know i could see there, it's something that didn't age super well there was a, a quote on twitter that i think about a lot and it was directly in reference to the, the joe rogan podcast and it was nothing that only guys like is good <laughs> <laughs> and i <laughs> And I went, huh, and I think about that a lot. And I don't know a lot of women that like Entourage. So you can piece that together okay. as you see fit. Well, it's funny. It's actually, um, it was Kyle. I realized now Craniacs know it was Kyle, you know, uh, occasional guest Kyle who, <laughs> who'd suggested it. And and when I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about like starting to watch this show because when I was researching it, it sounded interesting. And he was like, well, I'll tell you, Casey doesn't like it. <laughs> That's his yeah. wife. So... so. Um, that's I, I, but Casey hope. also doesn't really care for Frasier. So <laughs> I mean, well, anyway, um, but yeah, so if, <laughs> if, if you don't like any of those suggestions, I don't know how to help you people. <laughs> you, you, we don't get know some you. better taste. Yes. But <laughs> you know who out- likes those suggestions? Harry, Megan and Kyle Chandler. Yes. H- the HMK connection. That is a big fan of our show. <laughs> But uh, guys, thank you so much. Uh, Enjoy any one of those nine recommendations we gave you. And uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.